0: Welcome to the Link Pixel podcast, a podcast without a name that will push you on top of your marketing game. I am Matt, and I am here with my co-host, Juan, and we'll be providing you with insights into the world of small business marketing and also apparently awful puns. I
1: don't know. Awful is basically beauty is on the eye of a colder as I say. Um, look, today's topic is discussing how to market your business while everyone's stuck at home. Um... COVID-19 has changed the game for sure. So with us, we have the special guest from the LinkPixel team, our SEO and ads expert, Cameron. So how are you doing, mate?
2: I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for the little invite. Always nice to sit down and talk about, you know, uh, important topics and how we can help business just uh, you know, reach their audiences and, do, and do, do better work pretty much. So no, I'm doing very well. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah you, you look well, I can say that
2: yeah well, being Doing at hard. home is a bit difficult, so i find that, I find the transition a bit a bit harder than than what I thought. Um, you know, but it's about making adjustments with family life and, and and the work balance routine, so but so far, so good, it's been a couple of weeks. We'll see what so it looks yes. like in a, in, a, in a couple of months. yeah, that's what I was going to say just yeah. our
1: viewers and listeners, so this is episode one happening in week three of our quarantine. So let's see how it goes in a couple of months down the
0: road. Yeah, we'll see if we're all, like, exhausted and dying and ready to, <laughs> to get back out there. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's been all right so far, but we'll see. A lot of business owners will probably be wondering right now what they can do while they're stuck at home, while... Uh, it seems like, especially a lot of people who originally rely on traditional marketing, what they can do to still continue marketing and and reach a new audience or uh, adapt their marketing for the current situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we'll, we'll cut. We'll go through some of the the main areas that are really important um, through digital in digital marketing that can actually really assist assist business owners with that. Um, so that's good. Yeah. So I, I think the the first thing that is super important right now uh, that I think everyone agrees in is that it's completely unprecedented time. No one has any, any sort of experience with this. I think the, like the last pandemic was what, the 1918 Spanish flu or something like that, which pretty much started modern medicine as it is now. And so we haven't experienced anything like that since. Uh, so marketing has changed suddenly and how you reach people has changed very suddenly. So you've got to think outside of the box. So I think Cam, you were saying that uh, you've had to to work with clients on how to to sort of adjust what, their current marketing tactics are in order to to suit what's happening at the moment
2: Mm -hmm. yeah that's right matt um i guess there's always um things to think about and consider with, with this kind of you know environment uh you know again normal online digital marketing hasn't really faced anything quite like this before um normally speaking google's flooded with millions and billions of inward uh, search volume. So people are looking for your services and products. They're always trying to connect to online businesses, buy things online. So it's really just about kind of positioning a solid product or a good service and then just sell it to them on the spot, ideally. And then what kind of other marketing you can have to to um to to ensure that you're getting the best return for your spend. But given what's going on, a lot of businesses um have seen a huge downturn in clients, huge dip-off in organic traffic, people have stopped searching. They're more inclined to just be at home, trying to stay safe. Um, And for a business owner, it's about what can I do um, and what actions I can take that I I can kind of ensure that my business can survive and get through um, and and what kind of strategy do I need to kind of deploy um, so that my clients, you know, they're well up to date, they're well informed um, and they're uh, kept in the loop about how it's affecting um, my business and and, and the services that I provide for them. So um, each business will have a bit of a unique type of approach, depending if you're an e-commerce kind of business versus a typical um, service provider that actually needs to physically go out and see someone. So um, some business um, types will be more effective than others. Um, And I think it's it's about finding the right type of um, uh, information and content that you can kind of push out onto your site, uh, roll out to talk about what you're doing um, to, 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 to still um, engage with these people and still, so that, still ensure that you can provide the service. Um, a lot of businesses are going online now as well, like we are all at home. We're now working at home doing all the, all the Zoom meetings. So a lot of businesses are scrambling to see if they can actually, you know, roll out a process. Uh, it could be a sales process or a quotation process, all at home. All online for the customers and if, if they can then that's going to be one way of, of maintaining your marketing and maintaining um uh, the ability to stay afloat and survive um so um with some customers i'm, I'm already positioning that for them and, and, and we'll see how that goes
1: yeah following on that um so let's say i would imagine with all the customers that you currently have Mm-hmm. Now, With all the changes that have happened to, with social distancing and basically all the, all the changes that we have to our style of life, um, have you had many clients that actually changed their revenue-making process and that involved basically changing the, the plan of attack that you have for, for the Google campaign, so to speak?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, with, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a Google campaign, Google Ads campaign, you've probably have got that set up so it's well-optimized and delivering good results. You know, some clients. uh, I've got one client where basically we've had to um, um, one service that we were targeting involved going out and having a face-to-face client meeting, uh, involved a meeting on their on their um, premise. So you know, we had to. um, We've already shifted strategy, and now we're going to target a different kind of a product, a product that's a bit more of a longer burning inquiry. So that they've got customers in their, in their pipeline, I guess. Um, So while still trying to maintain some inquiries from the original, original product, um, again, some businesses are slower than others to try and adapt because, you know, when you have a really good business model, I mean, throwing COVID-19 and what's happening into the mix has just caused a bit of, a bit of havoc. So uh, it's very hard to, um, you know, think about, a really good salesperson who who, who pitches and closes closes deals all um, uh, you know, in a face-to-face consultation. Now having to go away and try and trying to do that whole process um, without even seeing the person um, or meeting them um, face-to-face either. So um, yeah, yeah, it's it's all about just finding different different ways of doing that. Um, more telephone calls, I guess. More more, more follow-ups. Um, if they can do the Zoom meetings, that will work well for them as well
0: yeah i think i think i noticed like a lot of not not just amongst uh, I, I guess amongst like uh, just going out and seeing what other what other businesses are doing especially in the restaurant industry one thing i've noticed uh and, and something that you sort of slightly mentioned was uh like when people create a new product to to suit the the environment i think following on on that it's so important that i think a lot of businesses forget is to market that and and that's, and that's so vital in this period. I think restaurants especially, they they tend to skimp out a lot on their marketing. Um, mm. And now, especially like a lot that you wouldn't think are doing takeaway or you wouldn't think are still open, they, they haven't done anything to tell people. So I know one place I tried to go, tried to get takeaway from today, I had no idea if they were open or not. There was nothing to tell me. And it turns out they were closed, but it was only after like calling them three or four times that I figured that out. Yeah, you you yeah. can't, you can't see it. And and so if they're offering a takeaway option, then it really should be there so that people aren't, aren't guessing because people still, at least from what I've seen through um, online, through a lot of, uh, a lot of comments and the, the error online is that people really want to support these businesses still through all this. Um, mm, mm, so, right.
2: and, yeah. you know, and, and I guess what most business owners and small business people need to do is consider, um, the fact that people now will be trying to source different information. People will be trying to understand, okay, well, I get, like, to take your restaurant as an example, or local cafe, yeah. are they open? What, what's, what's their, um, what are they offering? Can they do takeaway? So, you know, to what a small business owner can do is 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 think about keeping um in front of all that. Look at look at updating the website regularly with, with updates. Um, look at changing um or reviewing your prices if you're gonna offer takeaway only, for example. Um, uh, jump online and look at your competitors. You know, look at is anyone else also making changes to content or, or key messages or are they changing um, you know what they're actually doing, changing the opening hours, you know, are they, are they gone? Are they opening longer or shorter over the weekend? So any normal business owner, my, my first tip would be to, to, to keep on top of what your competitors are doing, you know, ma- making sure that you understand as soon as someone changes, um, standard service model that you already know about it and that you've even thought about doing that yourself. So, cause if you fall behind quickly, um, then, Within some industries, you could lose a lot of clients.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly true. Um, I think one, one other industry that is super hard-hitting, uh, super hard-hit by this is the tourism industry. Um, and, and there's a lot of people who, uh, I think, coming back to creating new products, or it's not really a new product, but O'Reilly's, I noticed on social media, be, they've been hitting social media hard with, with paid ads. And one thing I noticed that they're doing is treating their, their like little bungalow cabin things that they have as, uh, as um, oh, what is the word? Self-isolating sort of retreats. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you go there and you self-isolate, they deliver from the restaurants to, to your door. No, no, like uh, it, it's all contactless and all that stuff. Similar to what restaurants mm. are doing and, uh, and everything but they're, they're actually taking that the whole idea of self-isolating and spinning it around to be like hey come to us it's in the forest there's a lot of space so you can stay self-isolated from people you can social distance you can do all that stuff still you can bring the kids and it's yep. it's a holiday um yeah which i think it's a smart smart sort of twist on it and But then they didn't, they didn't just stop there with doing it. They actually backed it up with solid paid advertising, like Google ads. And, and in their case, it was Facebook ads, which Mm. otherwise no one would have known that they were doing that. People would have thought, oh, it's, it's O'Reilly's, it's tourism. They're probably closed.
2: Yeah. um, It's, it's very interesting because even through what's happening, um, there is still opportunity for business. Um, a lot of, again, families and kids are not at school, they're at home. So if you're in the type of business that is able to offer a, um, you know, self-educational or at home service or products or fitness type of, um, um, you know, fitness kind of a lesson, take, take like, um, uh, dance. Like I have a friend, have a friend in Melbourne who owns a, a dance studio. So, through the school holidays, she would normally have, you know, um, classes uh, for kids. So, you know, they're occupied, they're keeping fit, they're they're, they're dancing, um, and, and it's all social. But now, you know, she's transformed that, moved it all online, um, so that she can still deliver those types of classes, all into that, all into the into the lounge room. So um, it's very simple, and um, you know, that helps the parents too stay kind of sane and not go. I like, go, uh, you know, around the loop trying to entertain kids um, when, we're, when we're housebound. So there is opportunity there for businesses. Um, if you're lucky enough that it presents a chance for you to, for you to, kind of add on, add on a service or sell something, then you can think, of, think of a way of, of marketing that. Google Ads is a great way of doing that. Potentially, you can, you can start talking about cross-selling another service through your campaign. Um, you know, you can. Try and, you know, um, and again, there's some technical stuff that owners can do at home that you can you can um, map all this kind of information out um, and, you know, we can go through some of that uh, a bit later on. But there is plenty of things that business owners can, can try and consider through this tough time. Yeah. Because at
1: the end of the day, um, marketing basically it's, it's obviously you're trying to market your, your product, but also it's about brand awareness, right? Mm-hmm. So what we are... If, you, if we think about this whole situation, this whole situation will come to an end eventually. And if, um, let's say, about the tourism industry, right? If I'm thinking about, oh, my goodness, I wanna, I wanna, I'm want want, I going to have to take a holiday as soon as this is over. Yep. So I want to have that brand, let's say, a hotel chain or I want to have a place in the world that I want, something that actually stays in my mind and then I consider that place to be the first thing that I do once this is over. So mm-hmm. I would imagine it's it's really important to, even though that's true, revenue might be, might be uh, basically Going away, and um, you don't have that much access to to marketing. There's still like the use of social media and, and other tools that will help you to at least keep your customer base and also even potential customers aware of the brand of the product that you that you offer. So when this actually is done and over with, um, basically they're going to approach you for what you're trying to offer.
2: Yeah, that's right. So. I guess, strictly speaking around Google ads, I mean, and there's other forms of marketing that is used for, 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 for brand awareness. Um, so but sp- speaking strictly on Google ads, I mean mo- most, if you have a, a well functioning, good performing campaign, you've probably got some re- um, some display remarketing happening um, even potentially some like dynamic remarketing. Whereas if they look at one of your actual products, if you, you say, say you sold 10 products and they look at one product, then you're able to, you know, customize and remarket some, some, some highly relevant display um, product banners. So that will always draw them back and and just position that, that product um, in front of that user for next 30 or 60 days, depends how it's set up. But it, it, it's an interesting um, point because I guess if you're a business that, sells something on the spot uh, or sells it uh, on the same day um, and there's a quick turnaround time I mean the time from from say inquiry to sale if that's really fast you, you might be more affected through COVID-19 now but if you've got a product or a service that takes a while and you know multiple touch points to actually cl- to close um, the idea for you would be just to try and keep those leads in in the pipeline, um, but, go, but going back to your original um, tourists i mean tourism example, yeah, you can always review your 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 display campaigns um, and look up the number of impressions um, d- depending on how you had that set up. it could be paying per per impression per thousand impressions. you might want to reconsider um, um, trying to yeah blast out more impressions, blast out your brand more so that it just sits with people, um, you know, who probably will be at home doing more searches because, not, no doubt, people at home um, through this period are going to be just using the computers more often and just doing all sorts of different searches.
1: Yeah, and if I, if I were, for example, the owner of a baby bunting, I would be definitely putting campaigns out there because the amount of babies we're going to have nine months down the road is <laughs> going go <laughs> to increase dramatically.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, that, that's, that's very true. Um, you, I mean, and think about that. So what, what, what are the following effects from everyone being at home? Is there any, do, are we going to overuse things? Are we going to over burn through a product or, or, or um, a service that, that you know, has a small lifespan? Like, um, so I could tell you what might happen is, like, kids might be at home using their iPads more often. So if I was a a phone repair or an iPad repair business, for me, that is an opportunity. I'm thinking, well, kids are going to drop and break their iPads a lot more now because their time spent on the iPad per day is going to, like, quadruple. No doubt.
1: Not any of the kids that we know because they're all well behaved, but some little <laughs> brats out there, surely, yeah.
2: Well, I've got a very simple rule um, in my house. Once the iPad screen gets broken, there is no more iPad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
0: seems like no. a good rule. Yeah, yeah I, I've been very fortunate. I think th- there's a there's a lot of industries that uh, feel feel like they they've been hit hard, like especially in in the numbers for online traffic uh like well tourism for example hugely Mm. hit uh we keep going back to that example um and i think but i think there's an opportunity behind that that's obscured a little bit people when they look at the the raw numbers that you sort of you sort of forget um, like i've seen so i've seen numbers for traffic growth dropped by negative to be over negative 40% for for travel itself, which according to suggests statistics, which is is awful for those businesses, but it sort of presents an opportunity to refocus your marketing from from one form to another to to sort of stay relevant and like like we were saying earlier, to, to keep yourself in people's minds. Because, I mean... I think for the first thing that I'm going to do and all this is over is just like go to restaurants after restaurants, go to on like a road trip somewhere in the country, just go into state because I can't at the moment. I really want to go down to Sydney or Melbourne and, and just like go to those places. And, and now's an opportunity for businesses to, to look at that and think, hang on, I can, If I keep myself, uh, if my business stays in people's minds through all this, and they start dreaming of wanting to do what my product or service is, then by the time this is over, I'm gonna have a huge flux of people that are gonna come and actually do it, which can help them retain some, Mm. getting back Mm. some of the revenue. And and I think,
1: yeah, uh, your your example comes comes really good because people might not know at home, but matt and i we both both uh, bought cars like a week before the whole hell broke loose so basically we haven't been able to use them or or actually enjoy them much so that's true like everyone will have something that they're looking forward to do that's where marketing actually
0: comes into play exactly you can get that advantage right exactly especially especially things like social media marketing um like I kind of used the O'Reilly's, O'Reilly's example, but even just like if you can use so, social media, organic social media can actually be quite cheap, quite affordable and something that is really good to do from home. You can start post, posting pictures from your, from your back catalog, from uh, just, just sort of everything to sort of get, build hype around, around your, your business and encourage people to keep that in mind and sort of come back to it when, when everything's over. Mm-hmm. um and, and that that's what i i predict will come from this is like the entertainment businesses right now are suffering but the second this is all over people are going to flock to the pubs people are going to flock to the clubs people are going to go to theater they're going to go see movies they're going to like those businesses are going to get a lot of people because people are desperate for it again and they miss it so yeah i, I
2: mean it makes perfect sense i think i think um if you're if you're a small medium business and and you're you know obviously affected by you know uh, what's happening, the best thing you can be doing right now is, is thinking about engagement. How can I um, maintain contact with my clients? Like I mean, I would actually just be physically. Uh, hopefully, I'll have a big database of of, of my customers. Um, if I've done the right thing, I'd I'd be I'd be doing a few things. I'd be you know looking at um, constant uh, content marketing. EDMs, um, getting pushed out with, with, with updates about what's going to happen after COVID-19. And then i, I and I'd be, I'd be trying to build on existing relationships by, by speaking to these people. I'd be calling them. Um, so my, my, I guess my, um, emphasis to call and speak to my clients, given that I've got more spare time as a small um, business owner, I'd be, I'd be on the phone speaking to them a lot more. Um, it's always the key to a healthy relationship and, um, you know and then if you have a complex product or service that's a great chance to educate them on um, what will happen after everything all, all the dust has settled and how you can get back to just being a normal business so um someone once said to me that you know within marketing it's all about um, um, it's all about urgency you have to treat everything as super urgent um and that always sat pretty well with me because if you do treat everything with urgency, it always, it always seems to unfold quite nicely for you.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think someone, something I, I noticed. That some people, uh, talking to some people, they they feel some business owners they feel that uh, when they just start they're starting new campaigns, and they're like, oh, is SEO at the moment really uh, a good idea because the search traffic is down. But I think I think uh, moving into to SEO related stuff. I think Cam, you'll agree mm-hmm. that now is actually a good time to start your SEO campaign because they take what like three to six months to build, and then by the time this is over, they'll have they'll have gained a lot of momentum.
2: Well, for anyone like any business owner at home now, so again, going into some of the tips and things that we can suggest for owners to to sit down and and, and try and do, there's plenty you can do. I mean, firstly, um, you need to think about whether or not, um, you need to obviously understand, do you, you know, is is all your SEO work outsourced? Do you have another provider doing it for you or do you have internal teams? You know, internal um, um, web developers that change and update your site for your SEO strategy or do you have content writers? Um, So most small, medium businesses tend to outsource it. It's just more convenient. Um, you don't have to employ someone to do it. So it's, you just, you just rely on the experts to get it done. So, um, basically had been at home and having more time gives you ample opportunity to, to kind of, um, you know, to rethink the, the overall strategy and to try and learn a bit more about, um, your SEO strategy. I mean, I guess most bi- people will be busy running their, their business and don't have the time. Um, But look, I mean, if you did do your own SEO, you could start um, with some basics. So if you're at home now doing, you know, uh, uh, thinking about how can I manage my SEO campaign and what can I do? um, The first thing I would think about is you need to ensure that you've got, um, you know, all your systems um, and platforms set up. So because with SEO, search engine optimization, you do need access to certain programs and certain um, platforms that give you the intel. So normally, that's all always normally you always access those things at work. So you want to make sure that you can um, you know, uh, have all the passwords, you've got the right accounts and login details, you can, you can save potentially all your bookmarks um, and load them up uh, at home. So you've got a little home office set up, you can go in and, and um, firstly start with all the system access. You can then push on and start to think about, okay, well, um, do some fresh uh, keyword research. Um, and with organic search, things are always changing. Um, how people find and use Google to to find a product or service evolves. People use different terminology. So do some fresh keyword research. Think about, um, uh, you know, because uh, you should never assume that you know what people are searching for to find your particular service. You should always just keep on top of fresh research to understand that, hey, if I've got my homepage, you know, ranking for five or six good keywords—is that still going to be enough? Is there is there is is there something new happening? So, think about fresh keyword uh, research. Um, and I'm hoping I'm going to assume that you've got uh, that some people that you've got some level of basic understanding on on how you might actually do that. So, um, there are some some surface level stuff that you can kind of look into uh, and programs that will give you some information. And then there's there's some deeper Kind of um, thought processes and strategies that you can look at to try and um, find potential and opportunity. So, um, one tip is, you know, if you know how to use Search Console, well, you can you can explore um, some some keyword gap analysis. You can look at if you've got a fairly large site, for example, what what impressions are getting for each particular page. This is this is um, this is uh, um, in the search results pre pre click information think about what are the you know five or top five um, particular searches that a particular page is you know is, is ranking for um, and, and and take those terms and think about how can I you know optimize my website um, based on that so um, you can another another tip I would I would suggest people do at home is um, again monitor and, and do some competitor analysis. Look at your competitors, um, look at, because this is a good chance for you to review your own your own kind of um, product or service and how well you deliver that. Jump on to your competitors, um, go through all their reviews. So I would suggest to actually read through the comments and all their reviews because that sometimes gives you some pretty good insights to what someone might be doing that you're not doing um, yeah. and staying afloat. Uh, so yeah, you, can, you can go through that. Look at um yeah, search your top five services or products, look who is the commonly ranked business, um, understand their actual website, understand their design, understand what or understand how they're actually selling their product and then measure that against how you sell yours.
1: Yeah. Right. And now we with- with all this COVID nineteen COVID nineteen situation, because it's going all around the world and it's a topic that's really in everyone's minds, would you recommend to actually include that that term somehow on your site or your or your blog post or anything? Like, would it make it more relevant? or?
2: I think so. Like I've already um, had some good results from from one of my clients. So we've updated um, um, a bit of a support package. So look, even though um, one of my businesses does does offer and we'll talk a bit about a discount if if you know um it's, it's appropriate visualizing an offer as a bit of a support package to, to to customers so saying something along the lines of okay well maybe for the first you know 1,000 customers um we're prepared to kind of help support the covid19 um kind of cause and, and we'll try and give back the customers by reducing the cost of the product by offering a, a bit of a discount people then you know they'll they'll see that message they'll see that call to action and they'll you and know they'll um obviously anyone at the moment is looking for you know savings or, or reduced prices if possible people are potentially losing their jobs and businesses are suffering so if they see an offer um, where it's cheaper than normal um then that yields better result. So yeah, we've we've already tested and trialed that, and we've we um, we've already seen uh, increased conversion numbers. So we did that last week, and on the same day, we had like four conversions come through, which was good considering that we hadn't had four conversions in the past, say five or six days before that. Yeah.
0: So it's it's not it's not that the numbers are necessarily lower it's that people are searching for different things and you have to really think about that
2: yeah i mean across um i mean across google ads there's a lot of industries where if you've got a a fairly expensive high cost per click um then traditionally you need to sell something pretty quickly to ensure that you're staying you know um, in the green and that you're you're making money but through COVID-19. If you're not selling, then a lot of businesses are reducing budgets, pausing campaigns, um, trying to f- scramble and find other, other ways to, 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 um, to market because a cost per click setup is, is probably, um, for some businesses, not the best way to go. Um, worldwide, we're already seeing um, that, that auction numbers have, have reduced, meaning how many businesses enter an auction for a single keyword. So there's some, there's some data flowing around that suggests that, um, that some industries are fairly affected where you're getting lower cost per clicks, lower competition um, or, be- or because of the fact that people aren't buying right now. So strangely enough though, that does provide an opportunity. There's always opportunities for businesses that if, if they've got enough potential revenue or if they can position themselves there more often, then again, it's good for branding. Um, if they had only maybe picked up, say, twenty percent of impression shares, they might now have a chance to 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 re- lift that up to about forty percent or more. So there's always it's always um, growth opportunities for them.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think I think as well as that, now uh, with a lot of business owners, if they with a lot of their free time, they're able they can actually start. Uh, making blogs making other other branching into other avenues of marketing that they never would have before that can benefit their campaigns after everything has happened so like mm-hmm. blogs now you can start building those that blog building those keywords uh building it just just sort of building that and i think i think as well is uh getting backlinks as well from uh getting yourself seen in a lot of like magazines and stuff like that. So online magazines. And I notice all the, all the standard ones they are desperate for content at the moment, they are like scrounging around for it, trying to find it anywhere. I think, I think now's a good time to actually reach out to them and, and say, Hey, I have this unique product or service. I can, you, can you do a write up on it? they there's a chance if it's unique, if it's interesting enough, which, Mm-hmm. yeah make sure it is then, yeah, then it actually could be yeah and you could get a link back from it or or if you're an expert in a field contact and say hey i'm an expert i wrote this thing about about my my um the product or service i sell um and why it's important and then just get a link back to your to your website
2: yeah so link building in seo um you know if you're at home and um I mean, if you're at home, that provides again another another good opportunity. If you know, if you're a small business or a medium-sized business that that has knowledge in um, in obviously building, um, you know, your backlink profile. If you've got your own um, link building strategy in place and you're managing that, that that that's wonderful. So that that's excellent for you. Um, you know, being at home w- will allow you to uh, probably um, look at producing a lot more fresh content. Reaching out to to all your actual um, um, uh, connections that you may have um, posted previously for. So yeah, to your point, Matt, it's, it's a good opportunity. I, I would I would see if you can if you can um, up the game and and you know get existing um, domains to link to your website to to uh, you know post fresh backlink articles if you can if you can produce the content. Um, yeah. Two ways to it. The content could be, you know, targeted to a service, and it could also be targeting to yeah, and, and update your clients r- regarding, um, obviously, the situation at the moment.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's the same with emails too. Just uh, sending them out. I think once China's to to there, we go. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> no, I was, yeah, I was just um,
1: going to ask because let's say Mr. Mr. John Smith doesn't know what a backlink is. Let's say Mr. John Smith is actually, actual name is Juan, doesn't know what a backlink is. So what is a backlink?
2: In a simple, simple terminology, the most easiest way to explain a backlink to someone or a business owner is just to say, it's a vote of confidence, pretty much. It's like, um, it's just someone you know, putting up the hand saying, I, 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 I have confidence in this person's website pretty much. Um, but that's just done in a form of another website, making reference to your website just using a hyperlink a hyperlink that that refers back to your to your website, but it really is a vote of confidence. Um, Google crawls you know um, crawls your website, crawls millions of websites constantly so it's it's constantly looking for these little small votes of confidence um, that's referred to as your backlink profile. The more that you is have it- Go on
1: oh sorry is it considered advertising
2: advertising yeah yes because yes yes so
1: if i have let's say if i have um i don't know So, if i have let's say super super tip auto putting a blog post where they mention pool words, that yeah they, they're not they're not related
2: right yeah so i mean with your blogs so your blog content writing that most of the time is is, is speaking to your um, um to your, to either your existing database people who who come across your actual website uh, who might know of your brand um, so they could be looking for regular updates um, and and a blog your blog strategy should cover like a, a lot of that um, ideally though you know blog can bring in new traffic so um, if you do search for a topic and you see a blog if you're searching for say a car related product. And you see a blog from, say, Super Cheap Auto, for example, a big car brand. Then you know, then um, you're more inclined to click into that. And hopefully, if you, you can get some updated uh, content, it is a good chance to to sell something new potentially. Um, and if you have, um, see, blogs work differently for different kind of businesses. Uh, I know that, for example, most law firms will have fairly big they make fairly big blogging efforts because it talks about, you know, legislation talks about law. So they're constantly just feeding their, their audience, just information about it. It's too hard to create a website that talks all about these changes. So let's blog it all out. Um, but going back to the back, the, the, the backlinks, um, can it be an opportunity to, to market? There's different types of backlinks actually. So you've got, a, a strategy of building backlinks for for ranking purposes. And then you've got um, um, you know high quality backlinks where you might be able to kind of cross sell your services on a very, very big, powerful other website. Um, so if you were in hair and beauty, for example, or cosmetics, if you had that kind of business, and if you could somehow get a, a link or an article in say Vogue or Vogue magazine or Vogue webs or Vogue online, then, that could be an 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 opportunity to actually sell to the to to a, to a relevant audience
1: whereas a link the, the next generation of word of mouth so to speak
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's right and th- those types of links are the harder ones to get um because they are they are the real good stuff they're the ones that um have traffic on the on the other end so you've got oh, yeah you've got on, links talking about bold man of course so, <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's a very big example so yeah um whereas you know you can you can build other backlinks to help um, just increase the vote of confidence with Google um, and to appease its algorithm and, and so that you improve and grow your organic traffic um, but then you can also go for the big fish and you know, try and get a backlink to you know a big website like that so for example
1: Google would say oh okay okay so Bob spoke spoke about these guys okay so mm-hmm. they, they might they might be important in the field that they...
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you no, know, we ha- we are a digital marketing agency, so um, it would be like us tr- um, getting a link back from, say, uh, Ahrefs, which is a, one of the biggest um, kind of scraping ranking um, programs used all around the world. If we could somehow get a, a link on their website, that that would be huge um, because um, it would just be so relevant for us.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thanks. Things have come a long way. I remember stopped, I stopped using my computer when I was using a card encyclopedia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think as well like uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, smaller online magazines, of course, that are much easier to get into a lot of local stuff. And it's really good idea right now for businesses to really hit them up and be like, Hey, are you guys writing a top ten uh, best places to go self isolate right now? Uh, and if you, if I was O'Reilly's for example I'd get my get my name in that in that list and get a link get a link from them and and that's another that's just another great way like you get birth traffic potentially from that from people being like I want to go on a holiday right now and self-isolate like holiday sort of thing <laughs> even though technically they're not allowed to um, and then and then it just it also like even if even if it's people who aren't sort of serious doing it right now, they want to look at these places in the future because it's advertising for the place as well. It'll, it'll just sort of help overall, which is everything, every sort of other little bits of the campaign, uh, other campaigns as well. So.
2: Yeah. Look there, as, um, as I said, it's, it's, it's about, um, you know, thinking about if you have a service or product that, that, that is in home, then, I would think right now there is a good opportunity. I mean, let's just take the game of um, board games and, you know, the old you know game of Twister. Then, I mean, what a great game to own now, right? <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Yeah. We have JV Hi-Fi.
1: I had JV Hi-Fi showing up on my Facebook feed offering... What was it? Puzzles. Puzzles, like made of movie posters.
2: Oh, puzzles. There you go. Puzzles. I mean, if you were in the business of selling puzzles, you this uh, this would be this would be, um, unprecedented. You'd you'd be, with smart marketing, you could be selling puzzles. You could be, you know, your, your sales numbers could be skyrocketing right now. People are looking to be entertained. They're looking for, um, you know, just and then coming back to what we were saying
1: before. It it comes back to the fact that JB Hi-Fi, which is an electronic store, they must not be selling much besides TVs and movies, right? And, And music. Um, you still keep your brand, you keep your customer base, Brand aware because you started selling these, but the brand's still there. So you're 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 targeting using kind of a backdoor um, entrance to to um, the, the mind of your customer base. Just okay, we're not selling this, but we're selling these puzzles. And I would imagine the the margin on 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 those on those sales wouldn't be that much anyway. But at least you're you're using that for your own benefit in mar- marketing wise
2: yeah and they offer um jb, JB High Fire are a really good example because they are used in a lot of um, um case studies because they have you know i guess they're offering kind of wholesale electronic prices to the public that's kind of what they say they do and um their their brand awareness is quite big people know the brand people they have a they don't need to necessarily um always take a product and go out to market with it, people will just come to them because they understand that if I want something around electronics, I must check, I must go to JB Hi-Fi for, for price references, for updates, for new releases, for new technology. So they've got, you know, a very loyal, massive database. If you get it's to like that point- generic
1: electronics stores. Like um, when, when you say, oh, I need to get some stationery, you, you always think Office Works. that's the first thing that comes to your
2: mind. That's right, that's right, yeah. yeah.
1: Or I want to be reaped off with some, with some, I don't know, lunch or something. And you would think Harvey Norman straight away. You
2: know? Where? Harvey Norman? So Harvey, Harvey Norman, <laughs> Norman yeah. If
1: you, if you think about being reaped off with prices, you think Harvey Norman. Straight away.
2: Well, you know, like, um, it's funny because Matt was telling me about, you know, the, the IKEA meatballs. And I've, I've never associated going to IKEA to eat meatballs. But... Um, you know, maybe that's one thing that I, they don't actually market. That's supposed to be quite good there. So it's uh,
0: a it's a word of mouth thing that they do that has taken off, and like they've become a restaurant that you also go and buy furniture from. <laughs> and it's, and it's, it was
1: just word of mouth, just like toilet
0: paper. <laughs> that had some uh, journalism's help, but uh, yeah, no, like with with IKEA, just the they they went from the bit, they went like okay what can we do to keep people in the store for longer and what can we do to also attract people uh to to come to the store when they normally wouldn't oh let's sell like really delicious food for really cheap and that's what they did and people go for the meatballs and then pick up some storage cabinets or whatever because they they walk through the, they still have to walk through the whole store to get back out so they say, yeah. oh, I like yeah. that. And then they pick it up and take it home and they've just made a sale that they wouldn't have otherwise.
2: Well, you know me, I'm, um, just to give everyone a bit of a background, you know, I've moved from Melbourne, so I'll drop in a Melbourne reference. David Jones in, in, in Melbourne CDB, they've been doing that for years. They had a, a really nice high-end restaurant in, in, in DJs and people knew that for the restaurant. They would just go there and have coffee and, and cake and then on the way out, maybe you pick up something. Okay,
1: yeah. so now we have historical proof. It took you 43 minutes to mention Melbourne man. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> He mentioned it
0: early on, I think. I think, as well. There was a Melbourne reference in there. Oh, I can <laughs> always
2: mention, I can mention Melbourne, uh, you know, at but the start, about at, that, the medium, those are, at the end.
1: Those are, those are kind of lost leaders, right? Like um, when supermarkets have the chickens for like six bucks just to get people through the door.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: would that be something that... Um, um, Basically, you should consider in your marketing strategy as well, like having something that gets people through your um uh, side yeah. or your.
2: Absolutely, like if you if you feel um, that you've got a really thorough, high end, customer service kind of um, um, sales approach where where you build really good rapport and you and you connect with the customer quite deeply and you and you offer multiple products for example like um uh, i'm trying to think of an example but if you if you um if, if you're that kind of business then um then yeah you can you can create a strategy around simply a lead generation strategy where you might enter the customer at a, at a, at a lower a, a lower cost they might buy product a which is worth nothing but you're working on selling them products b and c which are which which are your money makers so um If you're in a situation, yes, you'd be wanting to do that. It's all about lead generation.
0: I think for now, uh, like right now, um, getting back onto the the topic a bit, uh, with that, like I think that's JB Hi-Fi's idea with the puzzles is they they use the puzzles. They're a unique product. People don't expect JB Hi-Fi to sell them. They're like, oh, that's cool. Favourite movie, movie poster puzzle. And then they go, oh, I might just buy a DVD as well to get more value out of my postage. Because now online uh, online stores like e-commerce stores are going to be just booming because people want this entertainment. People want to buy something. They have to get it delivered. So it's, it's also an opportunity to think, well, okay, so if someone's going to buy this, if they buy this, let's offer like cheaper postage or free postage or something with it. And they spend more money than they would have otherwise. But you get that extra sale and then they get free shipping and they're like, ooh, they think they won... Uh, which they they do. They get more more stuff out of it, but like, yeah, you get those those extra sales.
2: Yeah, and 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 that's right. So with any like e commerce website or e commerce uh, store, um, you should always be thinking about how can I increase my ATV, so average transactional value um, of my customer. So you, you always need to have. Um, uh, uh, ways of uh, of doing that. So if you're at home, you can look into your um, you can look into your uh, web uh, website platform, your CMS. So if you've got like Shopify, for example, you know think about um, exploring again your shopping cart experience, adding in um, um, uh, cross selling, add on sales, uh, suggested sales, suggested items that other people brought, cross promote um, as much as possible. So these are all efforts and ways to to boost the average transactional value. And if you can do that, then um, that means that you're delivering on one of the main goals of any e-commerce website. It's always increase the customer spend. Um, by doing that, you decrease your actual cost per acquisition, how much you pay to acquire that customer. Cause most of the time you probably, you paid either Google ads or Facebook marketing or something to, to acquire that customer.
0: Yeah. I think, I think now as well for, there's a lot of business who are, businesses who are suddenly going to e-commerce that they, they never were in e-commerce before. Like uh, back to, to restaurants, restaurants are suddenly jumping into takeaway and online only orders, which is crazy for a lot of them who have, were only just a few weeks ago, purely in-store experiences. So like, mm. I know one, one place that I, I go to, um, for burgers, (laughs) they're they're nearby (laughs) so I can Uber Eats them over. But they've they've done package deals now online, which actually gets, it it looks like a good deal, so you jump onto it. But I think I end up spending more money than I normally would have without the package deal at this place. Because I go into it and I go, oh, I could get a, a classic burger. However, they have the deluxe burger for only $4 extra, which is the same jump it normally has Except it just it just looks better when it says four dollars for saying fourteen dollars, and so yeah. I would go for it and then but I mean I'm happy that because i get I get bacon on my burger and that's that's a win, but <laughs> but well, it's and
2: and and the point and the point is is that you know if if you've got a product and it's say ten dollars, you can't just say it's ten dollars to everyone. Some people will buy it, but you've got to make ten dollars appear as if. You've actually saved twenty dollars, and you're only paying ten. You've got to make yeah. it appear multiple different ways so that it just resonates and sells to every type of person, um, yeah. from from small to young to old to to whatever. Like, so it's just clever marketing, really.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I think I think we'll we'll head to the final outro. That um, I think
1: That's good because I wanted to go to.
0: The toilet for like the last forty five minutes. <laughs> I, I <didn't> have to... <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so um, I think the final message that is important for a lot of business owners to hear at the moment is that this isn't forever. That this this whole crisis will end, and there will be a time when things go back to business as usual. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of things are going to be changed from from this uh, there's a lot of uh technological advances i wrote a blog article about the real estate industry recently and their their push onto uh digital technologies for for what is traditionally a very slow moving industry uh i think will forever change the industry because now they actually tried it and they've invested it into it they're going to keep it so so things are going to be different but uh, at the same time, like all the gains you made through this time, is so important because if you take advantage now, then when this is all over and things go back to usual, people will still remember you. People will still uh, yeah, yeah. keep keep going, and and I think I think it's important to remember that it's not forever, but also remember that uh, take advantage either way. Mm, mm, mm. So
2: yeah. I agree. I agree. I guess I guess look. My final quick thoughts is if you're at home, you're a business owner. Treat your marketing um, and the situation uh, as a a great chance to to stay relevant, fresh, engage your customers, and treat everything with speed and urgency. That's that's my final final thoughts on it.
1: For me, it's basically look at it from the bright side. Um, When this is all over, you're going to be missing the moments where you finish your Work day and stepped out, and you were at your home already. You were at your house. You didn't have to deal with traffic. You didn't have to deal with a lot of things. These are times to be enjoying in regards to the quietness and read a book and and and, and do all the things that you always leave for later. Um, this is definitely going to pass, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna miss some of the things that we got for this as well. There's good and there's bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: um. But yeah, definitely make the most of the time that you're given right now.
0: For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to episode one of the Pixel podcast. Uh, Next next time, we'll come up with a topic as well. Um, I haven't come up with it yet, but stay tuned. It will be a surprise to everyone. Um, So tune in for episode two in next fortnight. Uh, And for more content, head over over to the LinkPixel YouTube channel and blog. And there you can stay up to date with everything in the marketing world. Uh, it's quite an extensive blog and I'm quite proud of it myself because I wrote it. So obviously I'm proud of it. Uh, So yeah, have a, have a good day and stay safe.